0: welcome to ashes with ash a storytelling podcast from your tobacconist community bringing you stories of life behind the cigar join me on this adventure to find the coolest cigar lounges smoke some lovely cigars and seek out the most incredible stories from our cigar lounge friends owners and customers let's tap into these untold stories with a little smoke and ash First things first, because I'm just way too excited, I have to share the news with you right off the bat that I have my very first sponsor from my favorite cigar lounge in New York City, Barclay Rex. They have welcomed the Ashes with Ash podcast into their lounge. So from now on, all of the episodes you hear will be recorded in the gorgeous Rex Club Lounge, 126 Pearl Street, downtown New York City. I cannot wait to have you all, my future guests, come have a smoke with me in this beautiful lounge and share your story with the community. To learn more about this rich history and exciting future that is the Barclay Rec Cigar Lounge, go listen to episode number one of this podcast. You'll hear Vanessa, she tells her story her family story of this shop's life in New York City for the past 106 years. It's incredible. Thank you, Vanessa, and the rest of the Barclay Rex family, and to you, my tobacconists and aficionados, I will be seeing you at the Rex Club. Now, for today's episode, we have Jacob Walker here, and he is here to make a beginner smoker a master in just two hours. Just like that, magic. All right, maybe not a master so soon, but this guy has all of the tips and tricks, not only for beginners, but for longtime smokers too. This episode is packed full of advice and recommendation and just a true passion for cigars. I hope you all enjoy. Cool. How's it going? What you smoking?
1: I am smoking the uh, Opus X Angel Share. Um, it's Ooh. one of my favorite midday midday Opus to smoke. You know, one of, uh, it's on the higher end, but it's always nice to get a little, you know, a little something extra, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. That's so cool. How long have you been smoking?
1: Uh, so I have been smoking for about seven, eight years or so, um, on an actual basis. Um, you know, i had a few cigars prior to that, just the occasional acid Cuba Cuba. Um, so that, that cigar does have a special place in my heart. Um, uh, I thought it was always a good beginner smoke, um, because that's how I started. Um, my buddy's dad would always grab us a few when he was grabbing cigars and then we'd sit out, um, on their back porch and smoke, cigars there and kind of carried over, um, carried so over. Cool. I was the only one that, st- you know, kept up with it.
0: Wow. That's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. What
0: made you keep up with it? Was it,
1: so, flavors,
0: uh, medicine, it all of it?
1: <laughs> it was more of the camaraderie that came with it, you know, with the guys that I, I was hanging out with, um, when I joined a uh, fraternity and it, when my freshman year, um, there was a guy the older guy, he was a senior when I was a freshman, um, backing it up a little bit. He had four hours of mandatory study time a night, Saturday or Sunday through Thursday. Um, weren't allowed to have alcohol or anything because um, we were underage, you know. Right. And uh, <laughs> the uh, so we had mandatory study hours. Well, you know, about an hour in, this older guy would pull me out. He knew I liked smoking cigars. He'd pull me out and we were in the, a book club together. So we were actually out front of the fraternity house smoking cigars and drinking bourbon. So it was kind of a, you know, feeling a little extra special and all that. And I was trying all these different cigars. Um, and then, you know, I just kind of, kind of, I guess, progressed into, you know, I'm trying all these different ones. I need to start recording, you know, what I like and don't like. Um, Cause there was so much going on. I'm a really, you know, pen to paper kind of person. And I like to record that kind of stuff. So I started with a, uh, cigar book, um, nice hard copy cigar dossier. Um, and this is actually book number three. Um, each, book wow. holds, each book holds about 600, uh, different cigar labels in there. So we, um, you know, we keep the wow. band right notes about it. Um, You know, I write down what I was doing just as an extra little remembering thing. Um, So I think right now at 1,700 different cigars, right around there. um, Really, I've had some really, really good ones, but I've had a lot of really, really bad ones. Oh,
0: no! Yeah. That's crazy!
1: But, you know, that comes with it. And, you know, what, what I like doesn't necessarily mean that the person next to me, you know, hates it or if he even likes it. So... Um, that's right. what I really liked about cigars is it doesn't mean, you know, it's a $20 cigar. It doesn't mean it's the best thing out there.
0: Exactly. Wow. So you've been like basically reviewing cigars since college then.
1: Yep. So it's been about, wow. I started the book in 2015, the first book. So, and then, um, so I carried this one with me, but in the very front, I filled out an Excel of all of the for the previous two books so that I always have all three books, you know, with me at all times, all organized by manufacturer and all that. So, um, all my Fuentes are, you know, in a a nice column together. And yeah, it's just one of the things that I, uh, slowly progressed, especially through college is I always had these cigars. Um, one Christmas, my dad got me you know he went through like cigars international and thompson and he just got me all these samplers and i ended up getting about 300 cigars for only like 150 bucks so you know at that time it was it was quantity over quality i mean these cigars were Gosh. bad 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 oh, no. <laughs> i didn't know that at the time you know i was like holy cow i have a lot of cigars and you know i look back on it now and it's like oh how did i ever ever smoked any of those <laughs> and those ended up becoming you know the cigars that i keep onto the side when someone that you know they don't really enjoy cigars but they they're drunk and they just want something to smoke right. it's it's the ones that i just hand out um that's, good, that's and, good you know when i was in college it was you know i was one of the select few that always smoked cigars. And so it progressed and progressed. And if you ever needed a cigar, go to this guy. Cause he's going to have five or six extra on him. Um, even though I don't live at the fraternity. And then it progressed into, um, basically where I went to college, it was, it was predominantly male. It was about 75%. It was a big engineering school here in Missouri. And, um, the, all the fraternities are 18 fraternities and three sororities. And, the fraternities ended up getting along really well together. I mean, we hung out all the time. When I was graduating, I mean, there were times where fraternities were all dry, and we were, you know, a wet one. So they would just come over because they couldn't drink in their fraternity, so they'd come over to ours. And we'd host them. So, and then it yeah. got to the point where, you know, I it, it was pretty cool because uh, about my junior year, um, I'd just walk into. The, you know, a, a fraternity or a bar and be like, hey, you know, people were coming up to me like, hey, you got an extra cigar on you? I know you're the cigar guy. And I'm like, I'm the cigar guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just I something that. That, I, that I just embraced. And I really thought, you know, I mean, I was called Babyface for a long time. Um, I'm, I'm practically 26 and I still look like I'm 16, 17. So, it, you know, the cigars. I feel like kind of make me look a little older. Um, yes. Which was also another thing that I, uh, kind of embrace a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. That's so cool. Have you ever thought of like publishing that your books, like your review books or just.
1: Keep yes. It and to no. yourself? Uh, yeah. Kind of both the, uh, see the, the thing with like book number one, um, the first hundred, hundred fifty, it was like good cigar. You know, I couldn't really pick up the notes. Um, I mean, one of the things that I, two of the cigars that I always kick myself over was an Opus X, number five. Um, it was my first Opus. It was number 12 in my book. The First, you wow. know, first 12, you know, number 12 in, out of 1700. And I was like, this is a good cigar. You know, it's like, this is good. And then the other one was a Padron Millennium which nowadays they're about 150 to $200 a stick. Um, yeah. And I got it for free, and it was a gift. And so I smoked it. I think it was number 60 in the book. And I was like, this is a really good cigar, you know. I couldn't really hone in and really appreciate what I had. So if I were to post those, you know, it kind of be, eh, people would probably kick me in the butt. Your, right. you
0: got to do um, a re-review.
1: Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. And I've smoked those, ever you know, i smoked, I've re-smoked them, but it's one of those things that all the, all the labels in here, they're all different. So I don't really, you know, I'm not going to put another Padron Millennium in the book since I already technically smoked it. Now it, it's <laughs> more for my own mental thing is when someone on the other end is saying, Oh, you've smoked that? What do you think of it? Now I can still say, you know, I can pick up the notes, the chocolatiness, the pepper and spice, a little bit of leatheriness. It was a fantastic stick, but for $125, $150 now, um, you know, I wouldn't spend more than 40 on it. You know, that's how I would progress with yes. it, with me trying I, I won't rewrite the review or anything, but, um, you know, yes. I've been told to, put this stuff on Reddit and scan it in and just have it on electronic copy. Um, but it's just one of those things that I, I like my hard copy, hard copy the things.
0: notebook, I'm yeah. the same way. I love writing stuff down. Like I have mm-hmm. so many journals of just absolute nonsense. So yeah. what do you like to pair your cigars with?
1: Um, so pairing, you know, I'm not a, I never really got into, a whole pairing. It's more stuff that I don't pair with. Oh, yeah. um, I, you know, I've, I've sipped some higher-end tequilas with it, which go really well, mm-hmm. some rums, a few bourbons and whiskeys here and there. But in order to, you know, I'm here to smoke the cigar, not really get that, get more on the alcohol side. Um, so mm-hmm. I typically do a water, a light beer, you know, something that doesn't really mask any flavors. Um, yeah. Probably my number one would probably be a Dr. Pepper personally. I like that kind of added spice, um, with the carbonation to kind of help, you know, rinse the palate out a little bit and kind of re-experience, um, a little bit more, um, anything with less sugar also. So like I prefer unsweet tea over sweet tea when I'm smoking, even though I like sweet tea, you know, um, Coke's a little bit like on my end. Coke's a little bit more on the the sweeter end than Dr Pepper. So I te- that's why I tend to lean more towards Dr Pepper than Coke. Or and I just personally I can't stand Pepsi, but it tastes like flat Coke to me. But. Yeah. <laughs> what about yourself?
0: I recently actually just had root beer with a cigar. That was really good. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of similar to Dr Pepper, maybe a little bit. Yeah, too, I but.
1: I, I found more on the mild, mild medium side cigars, kind of when you're going for more of a creamy, that root beer tends to pair really nicely. I, I tend to go more on the medium fuller side. So I kind of like that added little kick of that Dr. Pepper than, you know, the, the creaminess that the root beer brings out.
0: Yeah, exactly. I also, I just love a bubbly, just a sparkling water, soda water. So It like, just cleanses the palate so well and gets that, you know, when you're smoking, sometimes you just get that dry tickle in the back of your throat. It just helps with that. I love a good sparkling yep. water or just coffee. Love coffee with a cigar. And bourbon, mm-hmm. of course. Love my bourbon with yeah. it. I want to try more rum. I've never really been into rum, but so many people talk about rum with cigars. I really want to get more into that. I've tried it once and it was delicious.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I hear you. And I can't remember for the life of me of what run that I had that I really enjoyed. Um, It was at some bar here in Kansas City, or not Kansas City, St. Louis, when I was there and I said, best run to pair with. And he just poured it and gave it to me. It was good.
0: Nice. Yeah, my friend gave the uh, Diplomatico rum. Piece, yeah.
1: I've actually never heard of that one.
0: It's really good, though. Highly recommend it. Really smooth, like easy to drink.
1: Gotcha. I'll have to try that. Make a yeah. quick note of that.
0: Diplomatico.
1: All right.
0: So how often do you smoke a new cigar then? Do you try to build your book a little bit more, or is it just every yeah, once in so a while? Yeah, so
1: I would say about 95% of the time I'm smoking a new cigar. Um, this is one of those yeah. times that, you know, for a special occasion like this, um, I wanted to kind of go a little bit bigger. Right. I haven't really enjoyed an angel, angel share in a while. Um, I've been expanding my collection, um, and so I... I actually am starting to run out of room. So, you know, I just thought, you know, two birds with one stone. I haven't had one of these in a while and I just absolutely love the angel chair. Um, and so it was yeah. just one of those, it, it's a rare thing for me to smoke this same cigar more than a couple times. Um, but this is, I, I just wow. go to um, a nice 20, 30 minute smoke. I typically go with a Padron Portico's Maduro. I mean, it's, um they're they're pretty small I mean they're basically cigarillo um but drone, so yeah. it's just absolutely fantastic. The drone is my typical go to favorite hands down you're you know very reliable, especially for the price you get every penny's worth so that's why I typically have that and um but you know, I got my door here, this one is just my opus and so Got about a hundred, yeah. So this is just Opus. It's it's about uh, uh, close to two hundred altogether. Um, <laughs>
0: That's a Huge container. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, it's it's just one of those things that I ended up getting a shipment in here um from one of my contacts that he he ended up having. He found a completely sealed box of. Opus X, uh, <sighs> petite lanceros, thirty-two of them, and basically I got them for two hundred dollars, which is wow. feel of the century. So, um, still feel in the box, and so now I need to find room for another thirty-two.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. You better get to smoking. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, gotta, I gotta start smoking the the good stuff now. So. Yeah. Yep, but I mean, I got. I think eight of those boxes. Cause I think I have just over 700 cigars here right now. Um, and I'm just running out of room. So
0: you should open up your own shop.
1: <laughs> um, I want to, I, I was doing a, uh, there's a couple Facebook pages out there and a couple years ago I, I sold a lot of the stuff that I like that the cheaper end stuff that, you know, I would get for cheap. And then, sell them off and all that and then the money that i made from there i just would expand my and my opus collection um and then i got a big boy job and now that's paying for everything and it's just one of those things that now that i'm an adult you know i'm budgeting and all that and yeah. i don't i don't have to and all but you know <laughs> what i mean it's just like <laughs> if, if i'm gonna have this money i might as well spend it on the good stuff
0: You think you ever will go into the cigar business eventually?
1: Yeah, um, in some way, shape, or form, um, I would. I would really enjoy it. More on a part time. I was doing part time at a cigar lounge in Kansas City for a while, uh, for about two years, and that's what really expanded my knowledge. And you know, I thought I knew stuff before, and then working at a lounge for two years just wow, Open yeah. my mind to, wow, I didn't know anything. So, but it's one of those things that I can, you know, go to a lounge, sit with a tobacconist and be on the same level as him and the knowledge and what we like and don't like. And Hey, you might want to improve on this or, you know, Hey, maybe digress from this because, or, Hey, have you ever had this? Here's, you know, a charter Oak Connecticut that not a lot of people know about. Absolutely phenomenal. But the moment that they bring that in, it's going to be the number one seller. Yeah. You know, it's it was a number one seller at our shop. So, you know, pass it on. Oh, that's so
0: cool. Do you have a favorite lounge?
1: Um, yes. Um, I mean, I'm a little biased. Um, I really enjoyed the lounge that I yeah. worked at. Um, that is Outlaw yeah. Cigar up in Kansas City. But um, about two months ago, I moved from Kansas City uh, to St. Louis. Um, I'm in a little town called Washington that's about 45 minutes west of St. Louis. Um, It's kind of near Six Flags and all, but it's the closest cigar shop. It is about 40, 45 minutes away. So now I can smoke the cigars and all that from my own stash, you know, I don't have to go there and, and smoke them. So um, I think, the biggest thing is when I'm getting close to retiring. Hopefully, starting a shop here. Um, it's very small town, right along the river, right here. And so it's one of those things that it'd be really neat to just sit outside or inside, look out the window, and watch the river go by.
0: Uh, the dream. <laughs> so
1: th- that's the dream. That's the dream. But in a reality, we'll never know. It will be. So I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> be the, uh, you'll Thank get the first invite. Thank you.
0: I'll be there for sure. Oh my gosh, I might not leave, honestly. It sounds so nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have any lounges yeah, that you see. want to visit that you've heard of or anything?
1: Um, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things I've always wanted to go to Casa Fuente Mm. in Las Vegas, um, not Mm -hmm. to be a cop out or anything. Um, and I actually, you know, I'm more of a Nicaraguan Mm -hmm. side. I love, you know, an Opus here and there, um, or just regular Fuente, the Anejo line, especially the, the triple eights. Um, but Casa Fuente, I'm afraid to go there because I'm afraid to spend thousands, (laughs) you know, I wouldn't even go to gamble. I would go for that lounge, that lounge uh-huh. only, and I'm going to go bank yeah. there. So it's kind yeah. of a bittersweet lounge right. that I that I have always wanted to go to. Um, but I'm afraid to go because of uh, how much I, I feel <laughs> I'm going to be spending You have there. to
0: only go for that. Don't gamble. Don't drink. Don't do anything else. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. Because that money that I lose on that stuff, I could have been spending on
0: something, Yeah, right? My God.
1: Yeah. So, what kind of lounges are in uh, in New York? Yeah. I mean, I, I assume there's quite a few.
0: There are quite a few. I don't think I've discovered them all. I feel like there's a lot more that don't advertise as a cigar lounge. I think there's a lot of bars that you can smoke in. Because I see people, like, I see posts about people smoking in all these different places, but that it just looks like a restaurant. So, I'm on the hunt to find mm-hmm. more. But there are a couple of really cool lounges. There's... Barclay Rex, I love them. They have a really cool lounge. Um, they've been around for 106 years, actually. The company has. Um, and they've always been a shop. They were first a pipe shop. Now they're then they were just cigar shop, and now they have a lounge. That's really cool.
1: Uh, and is that and is this in uh, New York, New yeah, York? Yeah,
0: right in the city, downtown. It's beautiful. Oh. And then there's the Carnegie Club. I love. Um, they're also like a cigar bar. Not exactly, but they do have cigars you can buy. Um, but it's mostly a bar. Mm-hmm. That place is beautiful. What else? Casa de Monte Cristo. That's a cool place. It's like a very classic okay. shop yeah. and lounge, you know?
1: Yeah, they got a few throughout the nation that are just fantastic. I went to the one in Chicago. Fantastic. Uh, there's one in Houston, I believe that I haven't gotten to, but I see pictures all the time on social media of it. So it's just, it's really cool to see how other places look kind of like the ambiance, the culture, you know, all that stuff. Cause you know, you you think Casa Fuente and then you see like Casa de Monte Cristo and they're all kind of, I don't want to say higher end, but kind of more on that formal side. Um, which the, actually the fun story about the lounge that I worked at. It's, you know, there's, there's no attire, you know, we have guys that come straight from work, you know, construction, they're covered in sweat, come in and they sit down at the lounge, but it's more of a I don't want to say an old Western vibe, but it's kind of like, I mean, it's called outlaw. So it's like you see some old time guns and um, some old pictures and all that. But then, I mean, you have guys that were in the, that used to be in the secret service that are talking to pastors that are talking to, uh, you know, uh, refs that are talking to realtors, you know, it's just kind of the, anybody is welcome. Um, And that's actually a fun story about how outlaw was started was the owner um, of outlaw. He used to go to the shop in Kansas city and they, on the higher ends. I don't want to say higher end, but more on the formal side. And he walked in and said, Hey, you know, I'm looking for this specific cigar. Um, wonder if you guys have it ever, you know, ever come by anything. And he's they're like, no, we don't really, we don't really get that stuff. We don't sell them. Um, so on and so forth. Well, the owner, he has very long hair. He's a rocker. You know, if you see him, you, you wouldn't think that, it, You know, he's this guy that had this huge software company and sold it off and basically retired when he was in his mid thirties. But then he, uh, while he was talking to the guys, someone came in and literally came up and said, Hey, do you have a box of this box of cigars? And they're like, Oh yeah, you're a regular. And it was that exact cigar Mm. that our owner was looking for. And he's like, you just told me you guys never have them. You know, you don't sell them all that stuff. And after that, it, it, it was the aspect that they judged him by the yeah. way he looked, you know, and he was very spiteful and created his own cigar lounge uh, back in 96. And then now he's opening up his third shop in Kansas City. So yes. it's still going strong. They got a I can't wait for that one because that one hasn't opened yet. They don't even have a grand opening, but it's been ready. He's just waiting to open up um, once the whole COVID oh, yeah. stuff, you know, surpasses it. You can have a grand opening again. Uh, but this place is going to be a 13,000 square foot micro brewery wow. and cigar lounge. So <gasps> it's uh, the the lounge that I worked in. It was in a little mm-hmm. strip mall, you know, 2,000 square feet had only about twenty. One chairs, I believe, 21, 22 chairs or so. And, but the humidor was 800 square feet. Well, the second shop that he opened up about 30 minutes south of there was a total of 7,000 square feet. And the humidor is about 2,000 wow. square feet. So from there, it used to be a macaroni grill restaurant. And then He's opening up this third shop, so we're all really looking forward to that grand opening. Oh my
0: god, that sounds incredible! I want to go to that grand opening. Let me know what happens; I'll come down there. That sounds really cool.
1: <laughs> Good old Kansas City, there's quite a bit of lounges there, and they're they're spread out. Yeah, great.
0: Oh, that is so cool. What's the craziest place you've ever smoked a cigar?
1: Any more random? Um, I was thinking about that. I I would say Crab Island in Destin. Now, so this area, it's it's in like Uh a little bay, but it's like a sandbar in the middle of it. So you rent out a pontoon boat and you go out there. And you're basically in two feet of water, um, just walking around in the middle of this bay, and there's all these little shops mm. and restaurants on their own boats, basically, and they're all tied together. You walk around, and you know, I, I was smoking a acid Cuba Arte wow. uh, just to try it, and it was plugged and all, but I just thought it was really cool, smoking in the ocean, and you know. Days wow. so I wasn't burning. It was a nice cool breeze. It was just unforgettable. Wow.
0: That sounds absolutely blissful.
1: I think the second one would be uh, a buddy of mine. We went to his apartment and we actually smoked the uh, La Aurora Extravaganza, and it's a twenty-inch long cigar, and, and it's I think it's. 80 ring gauge or 90 ring gauge? You smoked the whole thing? But we sat down. Between the two of us, it took us 10 hours. Wow!
0: Did you feel weird afterwards? Did you get sick or anything?
1: So we didn't get sick. It was more of a, yeah, we just don't want to smoke for another three months. Well, two days later, we were at the cigar lounge smoking. (laughs) So... And the issue with it is it was so dried out uh, that the wrapper was falling off. And it was, you know, it was like trying to, um, you know, it's like drinking out of a straw with 10 holes in it. You know, you're barely going to. That's what really took it 10 hours. So I got another one. So we retry it and it's better. With all the
0: humidity there, I'm sure it's totally fine. (laughs) Wow. So that's crazy. That's such a big cigar. And, you know, there's different flavor points with every cigar as you smoke it, as you get down to it. So were there a ton of different flavor points with it or was it just kind of unraveling too much?
1: It it was just awful. I mean, it it was like licking an ashtray about the first inch in. So about the first hour, it tasted like an ashtray. And then the whole rest of it, an ashtray. Uh. It was more for the story, you know. That's why we stuck but it. Gotta
0: try it. That is so cool.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: So do you look for anything in a cigar, or do you really just look for something new? Like, do you look for wrapper, filler, ring size, anything like that?
1: Yeah, um, so... I'm always looking for something. Um, That's why I have, you know, so many, but I'm always looking for the rare stuff also. Um, But when, you know, there's a cigar out there, but then they have four different Vitolas and the sizes. I tend to lean towards the Toro size, which I didn't know if you knew this, but when cigars are rolled 99 times out of 100, they make a Toro size. That's what the blend is is based on and then they change the recipe so the churchill so when you want the i call it the purest form of a cigar go for the toro so if i'm writing reviews on a cigar i base it off the toro not the wow cigar. i love so, that
0: that's i did not know that that's really cool that's a good tip
1: yeah that's one of the things that just got stamped into my head the first two weeks that i was at that cigar yeah. lounge and we always had people, oh I I wanna try this, I wanna try that, and, and you know it's just one of those try the Toro size, get a better understanding of what the cigar was yeah. meant to be. So I personally I like I like the Robusto. Um it's just a little quicker of smoke. Um so if I find a cigar that I like in the Toro size, mm-hmm. I'll go to the Robusto and see if it's just about the same and that way I'll just yeah
0: yeah i like robustos too it's usually what i go for but the past couple of times i've been to a lounge i just get into talking and i've smoked like three or four cigars so i'm like i think i need to start getting just bigger cigars
1: yeah well that's the thing now you know you're you're really getting yourself involved you're really enjoying that you know you're getting that full experience of cigars of smoking with someone now you I feel sorry for the people that just sit there and smoke by themselves. You know, I can, I can understand someone enjoying it on the balcony or back or whatever it may be. But it's one of those things. If you want that true experience on why people smoke cigars, it's for the cigar. It's
0: so true. Just the people you meet. And it's, it's, for me, it's easier talking to people with a cigar in my hand. Like I don't feel like I'm always, very good Mm -hmm. at conversation. I'm kind of an introvert, but when I have a cigar in my hand, I'm like invincible. (laughs) Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and I feel that's another thing with cigars, especially getting that knowledge is the, uh, you know, when, when you're smoking a cigar and someone that doesn't smoke comes up to you, you know, at a wedding or event or party, whatever it may be, they always ask about cigars. And then it's like, boom, you just opened up a can of worms and I'm going to talk your ear off for two hours because, you know, not a lot of people know about cigars. And so they, a lot of those extroverted people tend to ask, well, what's this? What's this? You know, what do you mean by that? What does that mean? And, you know, there's different sizes. I thought Churchill was a cigar. (laughs) I didn't know it was a specific size. So, you know, it's one of those things that it's really opened up my social skills personally, even because I was also... It, it turned me into a very extroverted introvert, but I'd still consider myself an introvert.
0: Yeah, so I, I was really nervous to even start a podcast. I'm like, who do I think I am? Like, I can't talk to people, <laughs> but mm-hmm. when I'm talking about cigars, my face just lights up and I can talk forever. So I was like, oh,
1: mm-hmm, your passionate. Yeah,
0: exactly. About. It's so much easier. Yeah.
1: Yep. And, you know, that was one of the things when I first started working at that lounge, I started listening to podcasts and I was like, wow, there's a lot more to all this. And, you know, I've been staying with those podcasts. uh, For instance, The Straight Cut, that's where I first heard you, um, heard about you. You know, I've been following The Straight Cut since episode 8 and uh, Cigar Talk since episode or and so i was both i was on both of those um yeah. i think it was episode 29 with cigar talk and then episode 30 with the straight cut and it was just one of those things that it was like i don't you know i don't like my voice even you know and then hearing it recorded <laughs> i
0: know i hate uh, editing is like the worst part for me i have to hear my own voice but i'm getting used to it it's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you're doing good. You know, I've I've listened to all of them except for last night's episode. Like oh yeah, yesterday's. I haven't listened to that one.
0: It's a good one.
1: Do you listen to any other cigar podcasts other than like the Straight Cigars? Yeah, Up, I, I
0: like um, Cigar Talk and the Burn Down podcast. Of course, um, there's another one too. What is it called? Ah.
1: Cigar Authority? Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. The OG, the
0: original one. Yeah, that's the one when I just want to listen to any cigar podcast. I just ask Alexa to play something. That's the one she usually goes with. (laughs) I like them too.
1: The other one that I really got into is, ironically, Cigar Heads. They're out of basically Houston. those guys I've been listening to for a while and, you know, for all these podcasts, just seeing how they progressed, you know, on a quality version versus really finding, you know, their path on what they want to cover, uh, which is something that I really respect about your podcast is focusing on other people, you know, um, now like cigar heads personally, they're, you know, they've been probably my favorite for the last right. year and a half. And they'll, they have me as they're kind of like Millennial Liaison, where um, you'll hear, I've I've never been on the show, but they always talk about me and my responses to things. So those guys, their focus is, you know, bourbons, whiskeys, and sports. And I don't yeah. do either of those, <laughs> you know, but I just like the camaraderie that they have. Oh, that's cool. Are you big into sports now, at all?
0: No, I like watching hockey. That's about it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I I probably respect hockey the most. Um but one of my one of my biggest um view not viewpoints, but how I carry myself and you know, how do I budget my time is what this saying that I learned actually through the cigar industry. It's I don't care about the later pains, just show me yeah. the baby. And that's kinda like show me the Super Bowl, show right. me the World Series, you know. All these games in between you know show me the highlights but overall you know i just want to watch that end game on who was right, the best yeah. this yeah
0: yeah it's like oh i need to watch the stanley cup i have to watch it and everyone's like have you even watched hockey this year i'm like Honey, not really but i have to watch <laughs> the stanley cup <laughs> i watch a game and, like here and there but i'm not religious about
1: yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah and and working in the cigar lounge, you always got stuff, you know, yeah. sports on. And so, you know, that was my, I don't want to call it entertaining because I wasn't really entertained that much. But, you know, I, I learned a lot more about sports um, through there. I mean, I myself, I've only watched Super Bowl games. And then, you know, being in Kansas City with the Chiefs and, you know, when I first started working there and living there, I've only, I was only in Kansas City for two years. Um Chiefs won a Super Bowl, you know, and so the, the town was crazy all the time about it. I, I really embraced it then, but now it's like, oh, football's over? I know, over, right? You know?
0: <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't,
1: I don't understand the rankings. I just follow it like right. everyone else like, does. I don't know
0: the rules or anything. I just kind of like –
1: mm-hmm.
0: I like how fast they are and the fights and <laughs> – it's just crazy. Yeah. And hockey like is so underrated, I feel like. They are ice skating. Don't, are you, they're ice skating. Yeah.
1: and <laughs> It's insane. And the insane. puck is flying at very fast speeds. I don't even know how fast they can go you know, with a slap <laughs> shot.
0: Oh, it's insane. I don't get it. Mm. Oh, that was pretty cool. So you have Ten Commandments about
1: cigars yes my uh this originally um so it kind of started off back in college my sophomore junior year when I was really starting to figure out how much I liked cigars and um I always had all these new people that are trying to get into cigars try cigars and they weren't following—I don't want to call them rules, but just common everyday things. That if you want to get into the industry and you want to know cigars, you should follow these yeah. basic things. Um, by you know, by no means is—I is, don't want people to hear this and then be like, "Oh, he's telling me what to do." You can't teach an old dog new tricks. You know, it's not about that. It's more of a beginner. Uh, kind of a starting advice for these ten Commandments. That was kind of the precedence behind having these. Yeah. Um, cigar etiquette. Because I wish I knew all this stuff when exactly, I got into yeah. it.
0: Yeah.
1: Me too. I don't know if you wanted to yeah, do sure. it. Yeah, sure. Or like
0: your top ones, your favorite ones. I and mean, we don't have to go through all of them if you don't want to, but
1: oh no, I'm I'm fine with going through all of this has been edited over five years six years you know when i was not into it as much when i got into it then i started working in a lounge and picking out more pet peeves that i had and you know hearing what through other people what they don't like and you know you hear a lot when you're working in a lounge and so it kind of has progressed into this um i've always said that this has always been in draft form um it's by no means published or anything and it's not Mandatory for people, but if I can change a couple people's and, you know, a couple people's outlooks and have them realize, oh, I've been doing that wrong this whole time, I'm going to start, you know, making progress into changing my ways. I think it was a yeah, job well done. Sure.
0: Yeah, I love them all. The first one is Thou shalt not bring cigars purchased from online or other stores to another cigar shop. I love that one. I'm very that's like one of my rules too and it just i try to purchase all of my cigars at brick and mortar shops of course there's some like really good deals online i still do but yeah that's one of my things i try to always shop brick and mortar local shops and definitely don't smoke cigar from another place
1: yeah and i can understand some smaller towns that you know have the lounge accessible to them and such but you know the big thing is you wouldn't bring your own case of right. beer to the bar you know this is how they make their money um and one of my caveats to this I you know I don't want to say I was guilty of it today but I brought you know my my uh portable case with me I bought about five cigars from them but then I smoked my own thing you know, it's still contributing. You know, you're still paying for the roof over your head, basically. But, yeah, I mean, I, you know, this holds about 50 cigars in it. Um, so Yeah,
0: that's what I do, too. The last time that I was at Casa de Monte Cristo, actually, I had a cigar that I just really wanted to smoke. So I just went and bought. I needed a new lighter, so I got a lighter and some Boveda packs, stuff like that, and then I smoked my own. Yeah, as long as you're helping out yeah. that shop
1: contributing exactly you're paying for your seat you know by buying one two cigars even and a lot of places they even do and it's kind of out here um it's, it's about an hour away from where i'm at now but they do a ten dollar cutting fee you know you'll see that at common places if you want to do it you know but don't try and get yeah, around yeah. it
0: Number two, thou shalt store cigars properly. Yes. Do you, you have, what's the best advice you've heard about how to store your cigars? I feel like I hear that question the most, that there's not a lot of information on storing your cigars or readily information. Where do you, do you just talk to people to get that or do you have like a source to go to for people to learn how to properly store their cigars?
1: Best way to do it is talking to tobacconists, tobacconists, um, reading reviews, doing research. Um, I personally, you know, I, I just thought throwing it in a humidor would, would be fine. No, you gotta, you gotta season it properly, you know, with distilled water and a nice clean sponge. Um, we actually, at Outlaw, we had a sheet of paper that showed, hey, this is how you keep, keep track of it. Um, with all my cigars, you know it's kind of weird to have all these different sizes mm-hmm. of humidors. What I found out is humidors are a lot of maintenance, the whole seasoning. Um, if you have one of those analog dials, they have to be calibrated. Not a lot of people know that those have to be calibrated. So even though it's showing 72, it was never properly calibrated. It might be at right. 58. And so that's something that we always tell people. Um inform them, hey, you know, if you don't know how to do it, look online there's YouTube videos everywhere for those um but what what I do i'm a big um uh, bovetta guy, so I have a lot of bovetta packs um and i i I do inventory about once a month, but I check my my packs uh, probably once every week, once yeah. every two weeks. Um and I have my show ones, you know, that have some of the the nicer stuff, some of the, the ones that if someone's coming into my room and wants something, I pull it out and then that way I'm not pulling out of a Tupperware, you know, and it's like, Oh, are you gonna be sick stuff? And it's like, actually know, these are probably the best. So you know? um biggest thing is the seal, you know, even though you have a nice Spanish cedar inside your door, the seal not might not nice. be perfect. So it's one of those that you got to watch your Bavetta packs and make sure that they're not drying up because right? those can last six months to even a yeah. year and a half. You can even rehydrate them. And one of the guys i worked with, he has the same Bavetta pack from three years ago. He just keeps reusing yeah. them. Do so,
0: you just do that with um, the same water?
1: I guess. Yes. Uh, basically uh, a mm-hmm. nice paper towel. Nice and damp and you just wrap it and then overnight it will re reinf-
0: That's really cool. I haven't tried it yet. I've heard about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you never want to keep your humidor or tupper door or whatever you may be using ever in direct sunlight. You know, it dries it out quicker. You know, stuff like that. Just some we think is common everyday knowledge but there's a lot of people out there that just you know, put the cigar in a pla- in, in the bag that's a cigar shop, gets them, throws them in their sock drawer or on top of their dresser. They don't touch it for, for weeks, months, and then they smoke it and they're like, this, this cigar just blew up on me, you know, it's falling apart. So that's why I have that in there is you gotta make sure that you store it properly because if you know you don't and then it unravels and then you're judging the cigar based off your mistake. But then you're blaming true, somebody. Yeah. Else. So
0: yeah, I like that one. Thou shalt not be rude about smoking a cigar. Be wary of the people and environment around you and be wary about your ash. Where did this one come from? Like, what was your thought behind it?
1: So my thought process behind this is more of a making sure that it's okay yes. to smoke. Um, and I was very guilty of it. Um, there was a bar in, in my college town. No, not a single window in this entire place. It was in a basement. And it was kind of like a speakeasy. And there were 40 people smoking cigarettes. And so you walk in and you're getting hit with the smoke. But then I whip out a cigar and immediately the bartender comes over and he goes, get that. You got to you gotta put that out. That's not allowed.
0: Why? <laughs>
1: Are you me? I just got second degree lung cancer, you know, because you know secondhand smoke from all the uh, all the other cigarettes that have been in here. It smells better. And he's like, yeah, well, the smell lingers, and I don't like it. I'm like, all right, well, you can
0: screw off. in the world. You know?
1: And so, ever since then, it's kind of the uh, before I light up. It's kind of like, hey, you know, we're at, you know my my girlfriend's friend's wedding. Her dad doesn't like cigars, but hey, mind if I you know, I, I've known him over the last couple of years and mind if I just light one up. You know, it's just kind of a common courtesy. You know, I'm not in the middle of the dance floor smoking a cigar that's outside. You know, I'm I'm off kind of watching right. from afar. Um and then the other thing is the whole ashing part is in the lounge, you know, you got a lot of guys that are smoking cigars, talking. Oh, the yeah. ash falls off obviously that's going to happen, you know, but to, to stamp it into the carpet and not even let us know, you know, I'd be more than willing to clean it up, but I'd rather get it right away. And that whole common courtesy of, Hey, I dropped mash. We always had like one of those portable vacuums, the little handheld ones. And there were a lot of guys that would just grab it and just suck it right up right then and there. But it was more of a, there, we had one issue one time. Where one guy, there's 30 ashtrays in this cigar place. He was just ashing on the ground. He just, he was just sitting with his chair and just.
0: No, dude. You
1: know, and that was when I was like, hey, "That's gotta, okay, gotta be seriously self
0: awareness, <laughs> dude." <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I like that rule too. That's good. Thou shall not mistreat a cigar. Yes.
1: Explain that one a little bit. Yeah, so this one, when this one, the big thing about it is the whole, you know, um, going back to the keeping it properly, you know, with the cubicle and all that, is not only that, but you got to make sure that you're cutting the right way. Um, I'll never forget a story about one of my coworkers. They were at a cigar fest in uh, Weston, Missouri. And someone was smoking a Padron 40-year, which is about a $30. Oh smoke. Fantastic smoke, right? He cut it below the band. He cut it right here and smoked that. And so there was there was a good three, four inches of a Padron that was in an ashtray. Well, my coworker was like, that's still smokeable. That's like seven <laughs> bucks right there. Took a toothbrush, poked it in cut off a little bit of that torpedo tip, you know, That's like, yeah, you know, it didn't go to waste, but it would have gone to waste if no one, you know, if if no one saw that. Um, and you know, the whole, going back to the whole treatment nicely. Um, the other part of this is grasping the cap. We had one guy at this lounge every time he came in, he would pull out the JFR Maduro's or Corojo's, whichever one he preferred that day, the whole box, he'd pull it out and he would literally pull it out and inspect it and just finger the cap. And then he wouldn't, you know, he might see a nick or something on it, put it back, pull the next one out. He would go through the whole oh box and pick out six or seven. But the whole time he's handling his cat. We don't know where right. his hands have been. You know, he could have been adjusting his shorts or something and i don't want his hands anywhere near cigars you know what i mean and it's just one of those things that you you can't just mistreat them like that if you drop it i'd prefer if you buy it you know i'm not saying you have to but you know don't put it back on the shelf let us know we'll put it back into the damaged inventory and all that but then someone else they'll cut the cab and be like you know I don't really want this one. Can I actually, you know, return this? And it's like, well, he already cut the cap. But some some of our regulars are guilty of not telling us, and they'll just go put it back on the shelf and grab a new one.
0: Jesus. So.
1: Oh, my gosh. Those. It's
0: like in the same. I know it's like a very common thing to you see it in movies and see it all the time. But going into a humidor and picking up the cigar and smelling it and putting it, touching your nose to it and touching your face in your mouth to it and then putting it back
1: Mm -hmm.
0: makes you want to die (laughs) don't do that i know you want to smell it it makes sense but you just can't touch your face with it and breathe all over it it's gross
1: yeah my the other thing kind of going off that is the ones that are wrapped in cellophane and they're they smell that cellophane it's like "Mm, how does that plastic smell (laughs) yeah Smells like plastic oh, that's to me. So
0: funny. And another way I see, th- I think this is another one of your um, rules or commandments. But it also relates to like mistreating a cigar is when you don't put it out, let it go out, don't smush it,
1: let it die out. Yep. Yeah. All those tars tend to build up, especially towards the cap. And so when you're when you're tamping it out, that bitterness kind of fills the room and. It, you might not be able to smell it, but some of us others that have been smoking for a long time can really right. pick that out.
0: Exactly. Next one, number five. Are we on five? Yeah. Thou shalt give others the option to cut and light their own cigar, but make sure to offer help. If they don't typically smoke cigars, they might appreciate it. 100% love that. And then it goes on, never lick your cigar prying to using the house cutter. Yes. Duh. Duh, you guys.
1: <laughs> you think that's common sense, but a lot of people mess that so up. It happens so often.
0: It's crazy. It's, a, it's the older generation that does that the most, I think. Because, like, licking your cigar, that started from when we didn't have humidors and humidifiers. They would lick it to get the humidity into it, basically.
1: Yeah. Making sure it doesn't unravel on them and all. Um, and that kind of goes, I mean, the day that my last day at the cigar lounge, someone literally did that and I'd clean the house cutter, you know, myself. And I was just like, really, as a kind of a going away present, I had cleaned the house cutter because someone just.
0: God, so gross. Don't think about it.
1: But that goes back to the whole, you can't really, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Kind of, that's why I wanted this out is, you know, for someone that's getting into it, please, for dear God, I could do this.
0: definitely, yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and the other story that kind of goes with this, um, you know, we were doing a company barbecue for my previous job. And the, uh, I had, I was, it was a bunch of guys that had never smoked cigars before. There was about six of them. And it was like corralling a bunch of those cats. I mean, you just couldn't. It it was like you'd go to one guy, he'd mess up. And then, you know, you look over and the other guy's messing up on lighting. He's lighting it backwards or he's cutting it in half and splitting it with someone else. And it's like, guys, 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 one at a time. Come on. If you don't know how to do it, please ask. You know, I'll do it for you. No problem. I'm not going to put it into my mouth and light it for you and give it back to you, you know, that is an intimacy thing that you and that cigar are about to have. I'll show you how to do it, but you're going to do it. If you ever are questioning what end to light, ask. that's an easy thing to ask. Yeah, Exactly,
0: exactly. Um, number six, do not inhale. Yes, do not inhale. I've seen people inhale and immediately vomit.
1: <laughs> well i have a lot of people that judge cigars based off because they inhaled and they're like man this is awful how could you ever do this i'm like oh you're doing it wrong man you know it's you know i i got a lot of friends that are like oh you know what's you know they're friends that from high school that know i've been doing this and they always say well how's how's that lung cancer and i'm like non-existent because i don't inhale you know oh, you don't inhale? Well, I've been inhaling. I'm like, that's probably why you don't like cigars.
0: It is funny. I've, like, a few, like, cigar smokers, weed smokers, whatever, when they want to try to get into cigars, it's really, really hard for them to understand how to smoke without inhaling. Like, they'll try it, and they're like, I don't know how to do it. It's really Mm -hmm. weird. I'm like, yeah, it's, I mean, you got to get used to it, but you'll eventually like it.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, and my dad, it's kind of our... He's he smokes about two packs a day and of, of cigarettes. And I to I to this day have never smoked a cigarette okay. in my life. But you know, it's our thing that we'll sit on the back porch, I'll smoke a cigar, he smokes a cigarette, and he's like, Oh, you mind if I try it? And it's like, Yeah, sure, don't inhale. What does he do? He inhales and in like, Man, this is rough. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> <No. laughs> Oh, yeah, that is definitely a good commandment to look by. Smoking a cigar should be an mm-hmm. elegant display, not brash or unsophisticated. Refrain from talking with the cigar in your mouth. Remove it first and then speak, and your listeners will thank you. Totally.
1: It's, I think, going back to one of those things where I have really bad hearing, and so I'm constantly asking, what, what? Well, if you add a cigar in your mouth, now I'm asking another three or four times, or I'm just smiling right. and nodding. Just, yeah, sure. Yeah. I know what you said.
0: And, uh, I know. I think that's an older generation thing, a little bit from my experience, just the older men that's, they're just kind of used to it. But also, I feel like that's something I just people try to do for some reason. I think it looks cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I can't understand you. It doesn't look like anything.
1: Yeah. It it takes little effort to just take Excited. it out. No it's, speak.
0: it's almost like chewing with or talking with food in your mouth. Gross that
1: yeah. Oh yeah. I like that. I actually haven't even put that together, but that's one of my biggest yes. ideas, you know. I cl- you know
0: yeah, I manualism. Can't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. Thou shall be wary of smoking time when at a cigar shop, lounge, or bar. Yes. And not only check the hours of the shop, but just in general, have some social awareness. If I'm turning the lights off and mopping the floors and sweeping the floors, it's obviously time.
1: Singing closing time. Closing time. Be,
0: That's what you, I was would think it obvious, do. but it's not.
1: And, you know, one of the big things about that is, you know, a lot of, a lot of lounges will keep it open and all, um, for a couple you know, an hour or two, but outlaw was very, you know, Hey, it's 10 o'clock, we're done, you know, get up and go. Now the guys that stay at 10 while we're cleaning up and all that, some of the regulars, they'll still stay there and kind of talk to us and all. But they're helping us clean, you know. They're cleaning up ashtrays and helping with the vacuum, putting stuff away, wiping tabletops down. You know, it's their way to be like, "Thanks for letting me stay an yeah. extra ten minutes." You know. But then you have those guys that come in at nine fifty, buy cigars. We think that they're about to walk out, but they go into a lounge, sit down, cut and light before we even realize it. And they're like, "Yeah." Uh, we're we're closing in 10 minutes. We're like, oh, well, if I give you 100 bucks, will you stay open? And it's like, I can't. Yeah. I physically can't. And then they get all, you know, bitchy and all that and complain. And like, well, that's just ridiculous. I just bought this $12 cigar and now I got to put it out. I can't even, you know, I can't smoke at home. I can't smoke outside. And-
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
1: Good. No, we our lounges were at half capacity. And so we could only have 10 or 11 people right. there. So we had to constantly go over there and make sure it was, but then the regulars would come into the back and they'd sit down and it's like, dude, we're at 13 we can not have you. And then they oh, get upset. God. It's like, Hey, this isn't our rules. You know, please don't yell at us. I'm going to start crying because I don't like confrontation. And please don't yell at That's me. That's exactly
0: 30. what I'm about to say is like, don't we don't want to tell you to leave? We don't want to do that, <laughs> so just mm-hmm. pay attention yourself, please.
1: <laughs> exactly, and I'll never forget this one time a guy bought an LFD Lenox great cigar, bought it, went back into the lounge, and I was like, I so saw him go into the lounge, I knew we were at capacity, I knew it too. I thought he was just gonna walk out, so I went in there. Um, and as I was coming in at, or in there, he came out and was like, hey, do you have a cutter lighter? I was like, actually, we're at capacity. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't go in there. And he looked at me, and this dude looked like he wanted to rip my head off. I mean, he gave me a death glare. And he didn't say a word, turned around, and walked out the door. And I was scared for my life for the rest of the day. <laughs>
0: Man, like, but especially during COVID times, you have to ask that those questions. Are you open? Is there capacity? Is there room for me? Like, you can't just assume you can walk in anywhere and just sit down. Like, be respectful of the yep. company and the people that work there and the people that lounge there. Pay attention.
1: <laughs> yep. And and that goes back to, you know, number three. I mean, you know, I didn't really write the commandment based off of COVID or anything, but being wary of people, environment around you. You know, know the house rules, you know. Right. It doesn't hurt exactly. to ask.
0: Yeah. Number nine, we talked about this one. Thou shall not crush their cigar out when finished.
1: Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and and kind of the other thing going on that is, and I know I remember you saying something about it, is saving the cigar for the next day. It's more of several days where it's more those cars build up. Sometimes they can be good. Sometimes they can be bad. But if you're waiting 12 hours, they won't be too bad. But when you're waiting 24, 36, it's... You know, it's like eating leftover, you know, McDonald's French fries the day later. You know, it's like they'll never be the same. Microwave them all you want. You know, throw them in the air fryer. They might get really close. But then you can't. The judgment on the cigar and the flavor shouldn't be based on that. You know, if someone's trying to dog a cigar a day later after they've already smoked half of it and saying, oh, yeah, this is really bad. Yeah, you're because you're supposed to smoke in one city. Sometimes
0: mm-hmm. it can be good.
1: <laughs> yep. That kind of goes into one of my quick questions is how far have you gotten in the Kirifari brand?
0: Oh yeah, man. I I had a lot. I've gotten a lot. I'm, I remember mm-hmm. I first discovered them a couple years ago and I was, smoking mostly the cremas. <clears throat> and then I found my pralines, which are still my favorite. And then I went to Washington DC and I went to this random cigar shop and they had this like massive sampler of Kirivari. And that's the only Kirivari they had. I asked if they had Kirivari. They're like, I don't think so. And then someone was like, wait, I think we have a sampler. And it was this massive sampler of so many things. Oh my gosh. I, I, Mm-hmm. Have not yet had a cigar from them that I don't like.
1: Mm-hmm. Very reliable. I mean, this. I really enjoyed the the Socrates, the Achilles, uh, the Cyclops. I think the Cyclops or the Socrates is my yeah. favorite so far. But like that that La Crema, great morning stick, especially for that price. Oh, uh, it's so good! Here.
0: And the Grand El Rey, that's a good bold one. Cafe Noir. Yeah. That's my favorite mm-hmm. morning smoke right now. Got Just a tiny bit of like a cafe coffee flavor. Not, It's not like the wrapper is yeah. super sweet or anything like that. It's just very light and perfect and so good. Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of like a sweetened tip.
0: Kind of, but the tip, it's not really the tip that's sweetened. I'm not sure what it is, if it's the wrapper, if it's tobacco. I don't know. Hmm. Love my
1: Curbari. Interesting. Yeah, we we had a few in the shop. We had the cremas and the. Uh, it was, I think, a Grand Reserve, Grand Reserve something.
0: Yeah, have you had the Praline?
1: But I really like that. Have you had the P four
0: hundred and sixty the Praline?
1: No, not yet. That one's yet.
0: the best. It's a. Uh, Nicaraguan binder and filler but it's got the San Andreas wrapper and it's insane this sarah leaves a cedar taste on your lips so you just constantly taste cedar the whole time you're smoking it very leathery cedar it's the
1: best I really enjoy that my go to is a nice Nicaraguan I love Nicaraguan puros. I like that leathery, kind of slight earthiness. But when you get to the Maduro side of it, with you know a little bit more on that chocolateier side, I love Snickers bars. And so I'm always looking for a cigar to kind of match that. And I've only found one cigar that has really matched it or come close, and that's the Padron 1964 Number no. Four Maduro. I thought I was smoking wow. a Snickers bar. Get a little bit more caramel and then you know the chocolatiness and the nuttiness with a hint of the leather oh it was Ooh, just phenomenal. Yeah, so good i i turned around after smoking that oh, yeah. and bought a whole box so oh i'll
0: have to try that wow
1: it is a six and a half by 60 so it's on the bigger side but just phenomenal
0: Maybe that, that should be my start off to smoking bigger cigars. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, have you smoked, uh, like, I mean, what's the, I, mean, I don't mean no, to sound I, derogatory or anything, but what's the biggest uh, you, you
0: know, I don't really know. I mean, I've smoked a Churchill, but that's mm-hmm. that's probably about it. And not very often. I think I smoked, like, a Cristo White series yeah. Churchill once.
1: <laughs> not a 20 not inch by 90 yet. <laughs> the, uh, the other two that I one that I smoked the one I have inside is the Martinez El Monstruo and it, it is 8.5 or 9 inches I think it's 9 inches by 140 so it's about 2 2.5 inches wow. in diameter
0: my gosh that's crazy
1: yeah there's there's a big one and then there's the exactus connecticut super colossal which is what i have inside right now that is 11 inch by 100. Yeah, it's huge wow more, more novelty i mean they're they're all sh- short filled so i'm not yeah. a fan of short fill and you get a little bit more on that ashier side flavor and yeah, because
0: yeah, it has to travel up that cigar so much. <laughs> I can't imagine they'd be good for very long.
1: Yep. No. Not long, but- All
0: right, the last commandment. Always have an extra cigar on hand when smoking. I love this one. I always do. I always bring more just in case somebody else wants to try one you never know when you run into somebody that needs one or needs a new one there's blew up or you've made a new friend they want to try it i always try to bring a light cigar exactly. just in case it's someone new
1: mm-hmm. and that's like for i mean this year i've i've been to four weddings already and we still have seven more weddings to go to this year and every single one of them i I have several of these briefcases and I always yeah. carry one with, you know, my cigars and then half of them are for other people because, you know, it's not that I don't want to be the only one, but it's more of, I've always been chasing that high. When I was in college, I always carried cigars on me. So I always had cigars. give people. That's how I was known as yeah. the cigar guy. Uh, and it, it was just, I I want to be known as the cigar guy. So when I go to these events, it's like, oh, hey, I met you, you know, or at a party or something. It's like, I met you at so-and-so's wedding. You you gave me a cigar. another like, one? Yeah.
0: I like that. You want another <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's better smoking with people, you know? So it's mm-hmm. better to have extras exactly. with you. Get people smoking with you. mm <laughs> Mm-hmm.
1: That's
0: cool. All right, you had some questions so, for me.
1: So again, oh yeah, actually, um, the uh, have you gotten involved into any? I guess cigar clubs, whether that be you know, you know, statewide or locally. I mean, podcast Not wise
0: yet, um. I think I definitely, I love the Rex Club and that lounge. I think I'm definitely going to go with that one. When I moved here only six months before the pandemic, so I hadn't really gotten a chance to explore all the lounges and everything, but now I'm finally getting a chance to get out there and explore ones and see which ones I want to join, you know? So I think the Rex Club is going to be my membership spot. But otherwise, I really want to do the Luxury Cigar Club because all of my friends have gotten awesome cigars. I've had awesome cigars from them. So I'm thinking about doing that, too. But, yeah, what about you?
1: Yeah, uh, so I've been a part of Luxury Cigar Club for almost two years. I mean, in, in my box, I just have all of the cards of... Of everything that they said, you know, just stockpile. Yes. you know.
0: i trying to get Ben um, to be on the podcast.
1: Ben, Ooh, yeah. if you're listening. I follow them on, on Instagram, so it's, it's nice to see what's coming next and all that. I was really big into Pokemon back in the day, more on the trading side than playing. And, you know, getting this is kind of like opening one of those packs where you get your everyday stuff. But then you get that holographic rare one. And that's what they do. And it's great because I'm always looking forward to the next one. And I've been a part of a few others, like my cigar pack, um, for a little bit. It was the the first, they're great for a beginner, um, in my opinion. And they have the different categories of you want more mild, medium cigars or more medium full. And then they base it off that. A little bit cheaper than luxury cigar club by about 20 bucks a month. Um, but the first three months that I did it with them, I had every single one of them. So I was like, I'm more to try new stuff and get a little bit more on the rarer side, hard to find. So I dropped that and I've been on luxury cigar club ever since. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm part of like, Asheville Club Cigar Club uh, for Missouri. Um, so it's kind of nice to, you know, earth with some of the guys that are locally. And it's like, oh, hey, I'm always looking for drone. And it's like, well, you could go to, you know, the Hill Cigar in St. Louis for some 50ths and some other, you know, 1000 series, some 64s, or you can go to Lit. You know, Lit has a great selection of it too. And, you know, it's just kind of one of those, like, Oh, hey, these cigars are exclusive to this place only. And here's a mail call that I got. So if you're ever looking for, you know, opuses or padrones or this really hard to find cigar, you know, someone might know oh, somebody. That's cool. We do a lot of trading too. Um, the president president and I um are you know, we're kind of more on the the rarer side, like hard to find stuff and so He'll get stuff and then he'll send me a picture and he's like, do you want one of these? And it's like, yeah, what do you want? It's like, I'll give him some opuses. He'll give me some, you know, Liga Pravada H99s, which are very hard to come by, or uh, Black Label Trading. They have Blackwork Studio, which they have a shop exclusive in Hawaii. And he had, you know, a pack of these. They were called Kato's phenomenal cigar, but you can only get them in Hawaii, and it was one of those, like, trading and all that, and trying things that you can only get from certain places that I haven't been. Yeah, and, I mean, I think the, oh, I know, the New York Asheville Cigar Club, he is big in the Discord that they have, that we have. Um, I'm not big on the Discord, because it's hundreds of people, and, you know, once a morning, it's like, good morning, and then you got 50 other people saying good morning. I don't have time for that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> wow, that's
0: crazy.
1: But we have our own group message on, like, Instagram and stuff for, like, Missouri. So then I'm just talking oh, to Missouri funny. people. It's, it's only three people saying good morning. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so- Kind of going into the the next one, the the next question I had, Has there anything that you've always wanted to try, kind of on the the rare or unicorn side?
0: I want to try everything. I want to try everything, all of it, everywhere. But something recently that I really wanted to try (laughs) was that Southern Draw Midnight Rose. Did you get that? They It was -hmm. just like an exclusive. They only had a few thousand. I want it.
1: I'd never had the Midnight Rose, but I had the Rose of Sharon and the Desert Rose, and they were phenomenal. They're one of my favorite Connecticut. I don't really smoke Connecticut cigars, but you know, for a nice morning or start, you know, start of the evening, um, they're
0: yeah, for sure. Southern Draw never disappoints. I love the Jacobs. That's usually
1: Mm
0: -hmm. it's one of my go-to. I I love. That's what I love.
1: They came out with a Presidente size. It's like nine and a half by like 50 to 52. Oh Oh my my gosh, it is good. I want that one. But it's kind of the same with the the Midnight Rose, where they only made a select number of them. Hard to come by now. Um, But yeah, just phenomenal.
0: I want that Midnight Rose. I'm going to find it. Someone's got it. Mm -hmm. Someone I know has got it, I bet.
1: I bet you those people that are listening right now. Hopefully, I don't know if you
0: don't have it. Then there's not a lot. (laughs) I don't.
1: Yeah. The. uh, I mean, what what about like any opuses? Any padrones? Any black label? I mean, they there's tatuajes, and you know, there's a lot of those that people want to try
0: opus x and padrones for sure i've had an opus x before it was unbelievable
1: um
0: but
1: yeah mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> my, my personal favorite is a 20 year from from opus and that's that's uh, the uh the blue one now they do have the rarer side of the the heaven and earth where you're talking an average price of like 90 Ooh. bucks a pop um but my favorite is the twenty, years, the blue. They call them the blues. Um, but then they got the purple, which is the heaven and earth, which are very, very, very hard to come by. Um, or even the uh, the Dubai exclusives that you can only get by. They got the Dubai flag colors oh on my it. Just yes, phenomenal all around. Oh my
0: god! I want them all. Yeah. What rappers are they? you know?
1: Uh, well, it kind of depends. Uh, there's a lot of Cameroon. You know, there's some nice material. There's, I think there's a Connecticut Broadleaf. Um, th- and then a lot of them are also undisclosed. You know, there's, um, like I can say that Anejos, they're Connecticut Broadleafs, but they, have, they were aged mm-hmm. in cognac barrels. So they tend to have a slight, slight, you know, natural sweetness to them, um, which is great. Um, but like for the heaven and earth, a lot of those are undisclosed because they don't want people to replicate and they don't want people to know. Same with the point Um, so yeah. I, and what I'm looking forward to is, like I said before, I mean, I probably have out of 700 cigars, probably half of them are Padron and Opus, um, and for It's one of those things that um, Padron and Fuente, the sons, they're doing a collaboration right now where Padron is making an opus and Fuente is making a Padron to to basically um, commemorate their dads. And so they're going to be sold in coffins together, the little boxes and all. And I... Could not wait to buy. Oh
0: my God, it sounds so, so cool. When does that happen?
1: That's just one. It was supposed to be released at PCA uh, last week. So hopefully people ordered them, or maybe that they're not ready yet. They were supposed to be released last year, but the COVID happened, PCA didn't happen. So they're letting them age for a little bit longer. Um, But that's just one of those things that. I don't care how much they are, I am buying two two coffins of them, you know what I mean? Oh my god.
0: It sounds amazing.
1: Yes, so I'm sure being in lounges and all that, you probably I mean even you I mean I myself have messed up some cigar names and brands and all that. Is there anything that comes to mind when when you hear something, it kind of, Oh, wow. I, I used to say this wrong or I heard someone really botched this cigar name or anything like well, that. Well,
0: Olivia, a lot of people like yep. to say Olivia yep. versus Oliva.
1: Yep. Yep. And kind of like Romeo like and yeah. Juliet's, you know, it's um, working at a lounge. Um, we've, I actually have a list. Every time yeah. we heard a new one, I had a I had the ongoing list of adding to that list of just messed up names like Chibas and Rocky Patellas yeah. and Pows, as in CAO. Um, or, oh, hey, I'm looking for Churchill. It's like, well, what kind of Churchill? And they're like, it's a cigar. I'm like, that's actually a size. That's that's a quarter of this humor right now, you know? Oh,
0: uh, I've, uh, I've heard Open of pardon Open X's. Pardon versus
1: Pardon, yeah. We, uh, I'll never forget, we had this one gentleman, great guy, don't get me wrong, but he, uh, he was trying to, you know, show all his friends all his cigar knowledge and all that, and I'm in there just restocking, making sure that they have everything. He's like, man, these Pardons are so <laughs> good. Um, yada, yada, yada. And then he kind of looked away and came back and he came right back to the padrones and he goes, pardonos are fantastic. You can't go wrong with pardono." And it's like, what? Oh, wait, like pardono? <laughs> Is that <he's... laughs>
0: Or padrone? Oh,
1: <laughs> Padron. He said pardono oh, for padrone. It was completely botched. Oh, geez. Um, the, uh, Arturo Fuente, we had a guy say Arturo Um I mean, Astro Fruites, Drone. I mean, it was just an ongoing list of, wow, you know, just absolutely
0: I've heard a, um. Oh, Macadons.
1: Macadons, yes,
0: definitely that one. I've heard a Calivari instead of Oh No L.
1: Calivari. Okay. Now, I was guilty of Caliph. I said Mika leaves. Oh, okay, yeah. Before I yeah. picked Dallas, so that was kind of a botch on my end, but um, I'm, I'm just oh, yeah. as guilty. I know,
0: am trying to think which ones I've said. I, I don't know. I can't think of it now. I think the Aliba is the most common one that I heard. Because mm-hmm. it, it,
1: it looks like yep. it. It looks like Olivia. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, for sure. And it, it goes back to the whole Romeo and Juliet. You know, people know Romeo and Juliet. You know, I, I'll give it to. I'll let that one yeah, slide. Exactly. Um, I. What was the other? One of my biggest pet peeves, though, when someone comes in and you know, new people are coming in, or they're buying for someone else, is. I'm looking for a cigar. It's like, all right. Well, are you looking for yourself? you Are looking for someone else? Oh, I'm looking for my dad. It's his birthday. And um, this kind of, I want to turn this into one of my commandments in some way, but knowing, not not just knowing, but knowing how to ask and doing the proper research, um, you know, in the aspect of cigars are like alcohol you can't just go into a liquor store and say i want yeah. alcohol what do you like, like <laughs> do you want beer do you want vodka do you want tequila like you know you gotta right. help in some way and then it's like well i'm shopping my dad he smokes four cigars a day oh okay he's on the medium full side i guarantee almost guarantee um, or oh yeah he only smokes one year and it's like all right i'm gonna give you know put you for more of the medicare route you know but then you have some people. I like, "Yeah, I don't know if he even smokes." It's like, okay. and then you
0: hate to give um, a Connecticut to someone who smokes really bold cigars all the time, like
1: <laughs> exactly. And um, what was the other thing? The uh, knowing the cigars, even um, I don't want to say I, I don't want to say regular, but people that come in. Once, twice, you know, once a week or once every two weeks, and they're like, "Yeah, uh, I'm looking for a cigar. Um, I don't know what it was. Um, can you tell me where it's yeah. at?"
0: <laughs> oh my uh, god! Yeah, I don't know it's that like,
1: one. Yeah, yeah, that one over there. You know, it's just like I, I need something. It's like, well, it was a gold wrapper, and it's like <laughs>
0: <They're>
1: all- <"Well, laughs> after the humidor has gold on it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I'll, so, I'll help you write
1: that into your so, commandments because I love that. One. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, please, please don't. Because although we won't make fun of you to your face, we will. Uh, we will never forget, and I will add it to the list if someone messes it up. <laughs> you know.
0: Oh man!
1: Um, so, kind of going back mm-hmm. to the commandments. I mean other than that one that we just talked about, have you thought of any that you thought should be tweaked or added? Actually, yes.
0: No smoking in the humidor. Yes. Number one. Yeah. No smoking. Does it say it up there? Yes, it does. Yeah. No cigar should be smoked. That's it. You already got it. You already know. Again, with the older generation. Not just the older generation, mm-hmm. but the very entitled people. They're like, I'm spending money on cigars, so I'm important. They just think they can do whatever. They don't care mm-hmm. much about etiquette. They like to smoke their cigar while they're looking at cigars because they're just so fancy. No, you don't mm-hmm. smoke in the humidor. It's bad for the cigar.
1: Exactly. And I, I think one of the kind of going off of that is We had a lot of regulars, you know, they'll come in from their car and they'll already be smoking. I know that they're going to go right into that corner where their cigars are. They're going to walk in, walk straight out. Sure, I'm not going to say anything, but those guys that just start lounging, you know, taking their time in there, it's like, come on. Yes. Come on.
0: Like we, the shop I worked at, we would put, we had ashtrays outside of the doors to the humidor on both sides. You can set it right there while you go going to look, and it's just bypass it. Don't even think about it. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think one of the other big things is. You know, hey, this isn't my rule, this is like everyday right. knowledge. This is almost every shop's rule, you know. You gotta watch where you're at, know the Exactly.
0: House- and that they're there for a reason. It's because that can be really damaging to the cigars. You could ruin it. You could ruin all my cigars and my humidor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that.
1: So what do you what do you like to listen to when you smoke?
0: Ooh. Good question. Really anything, you know, I like listening to podcasts, of course, but I really just like listening to people talking, even if I'm just smoking by myself, I like to go to the park and I just kind of people watch and look around. Yeah. If I'm not mm-hmm. listening to a podcast, I'm listening to a, I guess, real life podcast, just listening to people talk, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 What about you? I, uh, I, I personally, I'm a big, uh I guess i'm a big playlist guy so it's like depending on my mood i made a cigar playlist on spotify for instance and it's kind of like you walk into a jazz bar but then there's all sorts like some rock and some other just chill relaxed music um i don't mean to sound weird or anything but i my mom owned a daycare and so after school i watched a lot of disney with all the kids and so I have, I made like a growing up soundtrack of just kind of Disney songs, Pixar, DreamWorks. And it's it's just, so the song. Cool. you know, it's one of those things that I listen to sometimes that's just, when I mean, it's got the Pokemon theme song on there, you know, it's just like.
0: That's such a good idea. Back. You've got to share those playlists with me. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I like, uh, yeah. like the Carnegie Club. Like a lot of lounges, they'll play like jazz music like that. I really like that. It's very relaxing, calming
1: like, live jazz, too. Yeah. hmm Yeah, and then the occasional TV here and there or podcast. But I, I'm a big music, you know, music guy that you can have it in the background to fill the empty void if you're either by yourself or with someone, but you just want to, you know, entrance into the cigar. You know, you want to get to know the cigar. I love that. So, uh, when I lived in Kansas City, um, I lived with... One of my college roommates, he had bought a house and um, I was living in his basement basically. And it was nice because he was one of the only guys that could keep up with me and smoking cigars. And he had his own log book and all that. So it'd be nice on a nice Tuesday night, we'd go out on the deck and just sit and relax and catch up. We didn't even have to say anything, it was just it was exactly. someone there. I love that.
0: Makes it so much more relaxing and enjoyable. And flavorful, even. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're not paying attention to the cigar, you're not paying attention to the taste. You know, your taste buds aren't getting that because they're not paying attention, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Having the right conversation or music on to make you really focus on the taste is so important to getting that
1: flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a nice opportunity for everything to just come out, you know. So cool. It's great. Sorry, got a little trouble. I need to
0: plug my computer in. One second. Can you still hear me okay? Okay. It's like a weird little alert on my side. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what it means. As long as you can hear me. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, kind of reiterating, I kind of had a, like a small list of stuff. Uh, not quite adding as rules or anything, but advice I would say is... Um, kind of going back of being wary of your lounge uh, rules and um, the whole Ashton on the ground is, you know, be clean. You know, this, this isn't a hotel where you can just leave everything, you know, to let everyone else clean it. It's one of my big pet peeves when, when we didn't have it bad at our, the shop that I worked at, but South store that they had, I never worked at. It was too far away from where I was living. Um, But, you know, they had so many different rooms and there would be a group that just goes into the back, drinks all their beer, leaves all their cans around. They'll spill something and not have anyone clean it up. And then when you go to close, it's like, gosh, I got to spend 30 minutes cleaning up other people's mess. Now the, the North store that I had, other than that, you know, occasional ash on the floor, people would pick up their, you know, food that they would bring in. But at the South store, they didn't have that luxury of having, you know, respectful you know regulars i guess and the regulars it's not just joe schmo coming in making a mess it's regulars i think they're at home and leave their trash their food plates forks you know and then they're just like well that's their job they're they're going to clean up after me i i want to you know ring some nice cigars and give you a place to sit to smoke them okay At least you can do this clean yeah. up after. So. Yeah, you know,
0: something that I can't stand is uh, cellophane wrappers in the ashtrays. And it just, like, piles up. <laughs> that drives me nuts! <laughs> like a...
1: Yep. yep. You can only fill that ashtray to yeah, half capacity Yeah, like a cigar like
0: band, whatever, okay. It's still kind of weird, but throw your cellophane wrappers in the trash can.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's a big thing is, I mean, on the on the retailer side you know on the cashier side is making sure that ashtrays are empty and we had some small ashtrays but those would fill up after one person was done especially when they left their cellophane in there and it's just it should be common knowledge for the shop themselves to just keep an eye on there because you're there for customer satisfaction and making sure that they can ash somewhere instead of on the floor and you know, we were checking them every thirty minutes to an hour, you know, just making sure that nothing got full. I'll never forget one lounge; they had a stinky ashtray. It's eight prongs, but it's it, you could probably it's two gallons basically. It's huge, and they they wouldn't empty it for two weeks. I mean, it took a long time Ew. for it to fill, but the the smell from the ashtray just yeah, it just constant. It's like all right, that's that's yeah. a little excessive. That should, shouldn't have that, in my opinion, you know, and if you do, you're putting it out on a daily basis. You know, God, a yeah, that hours. seems like
0: an ashtray you just need for, like, a big event that, that you empty that night. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. a nice hearth. So
0: gross.
1: Another um, big thing is, I know, like, and I've gotten involved in like the secondary market and all that when I'm looking for all these cigars and don't get scammed. You know, I think the big thing is know know your prices and all that. And I'm sure I know New York and California have pretty big tax rates and all that. And, you know, it's not on the shop owners on certain prices, but when I go to, there was one guy, I love his business aspect. He's got a trailer that he brings, um, like a, fully enclosed trailer and he has a humidor in there with a couple of chairs and all, and he has some TVs and he brings wedding yeah. venues and all that. And God love him. He's a great guy with a great business aspect, but he's selling Padron thousand series for 13 bucks, you know? And it's like the most expensive one is 7,000. And that's, you know, at most 1150, 1175. But when you're selling a 4,000 Maduro for 13 bucks, it's like, I know, not that it's a scam by any means, because it's got to yeah. make business, but I'm sorry, man, I just yeah. can't, can't do it, you know? Um, but like those Padron 20 years, the, the blues yeah. that I just showed you, you know, our outlaw, if, when, when they get them in, they sell for about 21 to $27 a piece. But when you go to other shops, they're selling them for a hundred. And it's like, I'm not going anywhere near those when I know they're there's a quarter of that price at my lounge.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So it, it, that's one of the the natural knowledge that I've learned being in a cigar lounge is what things should be worth, especially in the Midwest when we don't really have a huge markup because of taxes and all that. So um, that's just
0: yeah, my exactly. personal
1: thing. Um, another thing is don't be afraid to ask for cigars, but you know about cigars. Um, you know, I am looking for this. The the best cigar is a cigar that you smoked last, you know, the cigar that you like, you know, everyone has their own preference. You never want to talk bad about another another cigar. Maybe you had a bad experience or so, but when you're going into a lounge, it's like, you know, what do you like, you know? And then maybe at it, maybe happen of whatever the, the guy that's working behind the counter, he knows what he likes, but doesn't mean that it's the best right. thing out there. So I, I hate getting, or not hate, I strongly dislike getting that, you know, what's the best cigar out there. It's like, it's whatever you like, man. You know, it's like, my favorite is his least favorite and what his favorite is, is this guy's least favorite. And you know, it's just, it's so subjective on ace. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. And especially new people that are into getting, want to get into cigars, ask questions. I know a lot of people just want to right away seem like they know what they're talking about and know what they're doing because it's such a, the cigar community can be a little bit intimidating when you walk into it. It looks like everybody already super knows what they're doing and they do, but ask them questions. They're, they're the most knowledgeable ones. Just ask questions. You don't have to act like you know what you're doing. We don't care if you're new. (laughs) We'll show you how to do Mm
1: -hmm. it. Yeah. And I mean, the, 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 the greatest, High that I get, that I would get when I was working on the lounge, is turning someone Me, on to something new. Yeah. And I never, never forget. We had one guy, good old Rambo. He always smoked the same twelve dollar cigar every time he came in. Sure, he might change the size up or whatnot. And I was like, Rambo, you you got to try this Charter Oak Maduro over here. You got to, you know, six seventy five or whatever it was. Got to try it. He tried it. That's it. Thing really. he smokes now, you know, and it's like, you know, he thanked he me and, you know, all that. Um, had another guy, he he likes smoking his long, you know, Churchill, Presidente, Connecticut cigars. I was like, hey, you know, this one, half the price, it was a Baccarat, you know, he he's always he likes that sweetened tip. And he was like, I didn't even know these existed. And he ended up, he was so turned on by that cigar. He went out and bought me two six-packs and came right back. It was like, you are going to be saving me so much more money. You know, it's just like, I didn't ask for that. I'm just looking out yeah, for you, you man. Yeah, you want
0: people to try all these incredible cigars. And that's the other thing. Your yeah, taste we're, buds.
1: We're not here to sell you, you know. It, it's to make sure that you have a great experience.
0: Yeah, and your taste buds change all the time. A cigar you didn't like before. You could like it now. Or even it could just be something you ate or drank that day can affect the taste of your cigar. So try it again. Try new things. Try something you don't think you would like. You might like it. You never know. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly. Um, This is my last thing. Mm Oh, Yeah. Last advice that I would give is know how to bleed a lighter and make sure you bleed a lighter before you refill it. Um, can't tell you how many times people have come in saying that they want a refund for their lighter because it just won't light anymore. And it's like, well, did you bleed it? Well, what's, what's that? You know, and it's like, well, let me show you. And then you bleed it for them. You fill it up the lights on the first go. And I thought that was done for. You're talking sixty dollars iCars or you know eighty dollars right. iCars and they're like, I paid all this money for it not to work, this is bullshit. It's like, Well, you just kept refilling, 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 not letting it bleed. So there's a nice little four dollar weed tool out there.
0: Yeah, I'm really not- glad you brought that up. That's a really good tip. And when I think about tips and tricks, I'm always thinking like about the cigar itself. And like bleeding the lighter that just is the normal Thing to me, but you're totally right. You got it. Mm-hmm. People don't know about that. I didn't know about
1: that years ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't until yeah. I started working at the lounge. Um, kind of going back to the, uh, this kind of reminded me of going to cutters it is not cutting off too much. And I told you about the guy that cut that patron too short. People always ask, how do you do the perfect cut? You know, well. I personally like my yeah. v cut. Uh, I do the calibre SV, so it's a V cut on one side, straight cut on the other. Um, but a lot of people, when they're first getting into they're not going for a $75 right. dollar cutter. You know, they're you're going for that $5, $6 cutter, that straight cut V cut or straight cut guillotine cut. And they always ask, How do you cut? How do you cut? That's the way to do it. And this is one of the, the yes. things that I learned. Um, that's the best way to do it, is you set it. So you basically set it straight down. Well, that's, that's not that good. But set the cigar straight down where, where it would be flat on the table. I can't really show it with this one that well. But basically, you have the mm-hmm. guillotine open, have it straight down on the table, and then you just score it, and then you cut and it cuts it right off at the perfect angle. but perfect cut right on that. Oh my God, that's curve. perfect. So you so, just like
0: set it down and then set the tip of it like on the actual,
1: yeah, straight onto the table. It it
0: perfect cut.
1: And then score it and then cut it. It does a nice. perfect cut. So, yeah, that's a, That was all the tips and the tips that I would recommend that I've learned and
0: (laughs) pass on. Thank you. That was perfect. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear all those things.
1: That's perfect. Mm -hmm. Cool. Other than Kirivari is there any brands that you if you could put a cigar into anyone's hand right now and say, hey, you probably don't know about this brand or cigar. you got to have it. And if you could put that into anyone's hand right now, what would it be? Oh,
0: man. I just want to say Kirivari, but I will say <laughs> I just love them so much. That is say.
1: a good one. That's a great one. But, you know, with me, I, I've had most of them. You've had a lot of them, and not a lot of people have either, which is great.
0: Right.
1: I just knew you were going to say that. So that's why yeah, I right? was like,
0: other than Chiravari, I was like, dang it. I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I love the Tatuaje animal crackers in the cracker crumbs. Oh, yeah. oh, those are so good. I go with that one. I know they're not like, like, they're a pretty well-known brand, but. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: For sure. The, um, uh... Have you had anything from Foundation?
0: (gasps) Wait, I think I have.
1: There's the Tabernacles, Chutter Oaks, um, Wiseman, uh, the Highclere Castles.
0: I think Wiseman. God, it sounds so familiar. The Foundation Wiseman. Or maybe somebody was talking about it. Well, not that I fully remember smoking right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if 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 I could do that, I would probably put the charter oak wine in there. They've got a Connecticut of Maduro, so if it's like, you know, an everyday smoker, I'd put the Maduro in. It's a nice medium plus, uh, nothing overpowering. Uh but then my favorite morning stick is a charter oak Connecticut and it's six bucks. Like phenomenal. Ooh.
0: Do you ever smoke a pipe?
1: <sighs> yes and no. Um, Cornell and D- D- Dial—I can never pronounce it. Cornell and something—they have an autumn evening pipe tobacco that I just love to be around, and it's one of the only ones that I've smoked. um It's like a maple bourbon. Oh my god! L- yeah, so it That's is phenomenal. <laughs> but I maybe smoke a pipe once a year. um I do have several pipes. But what I like to do is when I'm smoking a 20 dollar cigar, I put the cigar in the bowl, you smoke it, and then you smoke the whole thing.
0: That's cool. I like that.
1: You just got to make sure you got a big enough bowl.
0: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> they can really only fit, like, 50 meters 50 yeah. smaller. So,
0: a giant baking bowl. <laughs> yeah,
1: you, you don't want to put one of these in there, so will not happen. (laughs) We'll be breaking the pipe.
0: Awesome. This has been amazing. Thank you
1: Mm -hmm. so much
0: for jumping on. And it's not even, I thought it was going to be storming at this hour, like they said. I'm so glad it worked out. (laughs) But even if it didn't, I'd be glad to talk to you again, of course. This has been great.
1: Yeah, I feel like we barely scratched the surface.
0: I know. We got to do another one.
1: For sure, for sure, I'm always down, so
0: maybe we need to Just do like uh one with me, you and the and the straight straight talk and the straight cut. God, why do I always want to do straight talk? cigar talk and straight cut
1: <laughs> yeah Aaron, Aaron over i I was able to sit down with Aaron because he was from Kansas City, and so right. when I was working up there he uh, sat down with me and we did a nice little interview in person. So I got to meet them and it was just great to talk. I haven't met Mark in person, but we did a couple um, trades here and there yeah. um, sending cigars to them and he, they them back and it was just, they, they're just great guys over there. Oh my God. So, yeah, they are. But yeah. They, they definitely, I really enjoyed Aaron's company and talking with him just great for all guys.
0: Yeah. Seriously. So welcoming and just fun, easygoing conversations. They're the best. Cool. You will let me know about that grand opening at Outlaw? Yes. All right, cool. We'll be <laughs> and if, you're-
1: we'll be if you're ever in Kansas City or St. Louis, yeah. I'll send you a list of all the good places to go to.
0: Okay, good. Same thing if you're ever in New York City.
1: All righty. Sounds good.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much again.
1: Yeah. You have a great rest of the weekend.
0: You do the same. I think I'm going to go have a cigar now. You're making me jealous by smoking yours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. You're going to be smoking a few more later.
0: Good.
1: (laughs) Alrighty. You have a good one. You
0: too. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Bye. Thank you again, Jacob. I honestly learned so much in just those two hours, and I had such a great time talking with you. Listeners, if you're like me and you want to follow Jacob's journey, reviewing incredible cigars and learning more from his experiences, follow him on Instagram at Cigar Reviews by Jacob. I'll also put his handle in the show notes. And you can also check him out on the Cigar Talk podcast, episode 29. My tobacconist aficionados, sisters and brothers of the leaf, my tobacco-loving friends, do you have a story to tell? Come meet me at the Rex Club. Let's relax, smoke a cigar, and share your incredible story with our cigar community. Message me on Instagram at asheswithash, I'll put that handle in the show notes too. And even if you're not in New York City, that's still perfect. I'm glad to come to you virtually from the Rex Club and smoke with a new friend, 2020 style. as well. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I will talk to you soon.